Welcome to the hottest podcast around. Good things come in threes with your expert panel of hosts, Pastor Jack Horner, Pastor Liz Fry, and Pastor John Brock. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Good Things Come in Threes, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Camp Hill, Pennsylvania. My name is Pastor Jack Horner. And I'm here with my colleagues, Pastor John Brock. Hello. And Pastor Liz Fry. Hey, friends. And we are really excited about uh, the topic uh, for today. We're going to be talking about prayer and uh, uh, especially how uh, how prayer can really impact our lives. So, but before we do that, this is Good Things Come in Three, so let's get some good things out there. You guys have a, a good thing you want to share today? I had uh, actually, there are two good things that, that are more or less related to, or that, that are very much related. Last, so last Sunday, um, uh, or I had a funeral in the afternoon. I got done with worship and then went in and ha- uh, helped this family as, as they remembered their loved one. And uh, most of my family had uh, met up out at Al's of Hampton for pizza and and refreshments and um, so I got done and drove drove from Parthmore's all the way up to to uh, Hamden and um, walked into Al's and and found my family out in the in the outer room if you've ever been to Al's they've got mm-hmm. that that room off yep. to the side and I walk in and who should I see but the smiling face of Pastor Liz because <laughs> Pastor Liz and some guy that I've never seen before she claims it was her husband yeah, I'm right. not sure I'm not sure that it really was but she said it was Kyle <laughs> and uh, but they the had happened, man. They, 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 they they were there uh, they had been there and yes. Uh, saw saw Marianne and, and the rest of our family there, and so they had come to join. The, oh, just, nice. They stopped over to say hello, and then and, and then, then Pastor Liz says, "Well, where's John?" Marianne said, "He's at a funeral." So uh, so we had a very enjoyable afternoon. But then uh, at the opposite end of the week on Saturday, um, Marianne um, had a. Uh, or Marianne sang at Saturday evening worship, and Pastor Liz was presiding, and I happened to be in my office because I was doing paperwork and whatnot, and the three of us went out to Watershed. So twice last I week, I got to have a meal with I Pastor know. Liz wow. and just had a wonderful time. That was really nice because I don't remember getting invited. To <laughs> sorry, your name, your name per- is what? That's, that's <laughs> they were super, all per chance things. I think that's probably going to change my good thing. But uh, Pastor Liz, what do you think? Um, so awkward. <laughs> my good thing was going to be similar in that. I was going to say that I had the opportunity, not just with you this week, John, but like multiple times, I got to just have good meals with good people. And that was really good for my soul, especially, you know, as we think about how like we didn't get to do that for so long with the yeah. pandemic, right? Yeah, sure. You know, the with, with, without, with the pandemic, we weren't able to like gather with people. And there's just something really, um, what do I want to say? Like soul repairing to have a meal with people. I, maybe that's like too deep, but it I've if I've felt really really good to to gather with with folks because yeah. us as humans we need to gather over food, right? Yeah, yeah. So. My well my good thing is is very similar to to those to those thoughts and uh 
So I have my good thing is the church. Mm. You know, it has been really wonderful over the yeah. last really two months. We've just seen more and more people uh, come yep. into worship yep. in this this past weekend, we just had a whole slew of people uh, as we uh, come into a Holy Week, and it's just been really, really wonderful to see all the faces. Not not just the faces of members of our congregation, that's been wonderful. Uh, we've also seen the people that have, um, you know, haven't been really around uh, much, and, and they're back. Uh, but we're also seeing all these new uh, uh, people and new families that have that have found us, and yep. um, some of whom have connected with us online and some of our online offerings. So that's been really, really great. Uh, and just being with the people of God, you know, when, when you're an extrovert, it's just it's, you soak up the energy, and it's just really, really wonderful. Yeah, so. I felt it like a hundred times on Sunday. Yeah, I like yeah. left Sunday and just. Just was like, oh, yeah. this was it. Yeah. Yeah. So I agree. And there, all the renovation work that we that we did too has just been so well received, and people yeah. have just, it just, you know, I think it was Churchill that said, you know, we we create our architecture, and then our architecture creates us, something like that. Hmm. Uh, in other words, when you have when you have a space that is warm and inviting you become more warm and inviting. And I, th- I found that with, with, with us. It's just, you know, there's, it's just great being in the gathering space with the Absolutely. smell of coffee and yep. people walking and, and yep. uh, oh, the openness that is there now, you know, both into the, the main sanctuary as well yep. as into Fellowship Hall. And it's just, it's just, been, it's just been really, really it's wonderful. It's a light, bright place. Now. It yeah, really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not that it was bad before, but right. it's just, right. it just has opened up so much Absolutely. more. And it's just been yep. really, really great. Yeah, really wonderful work by by all the the whole team that that helped put that together, and uh, we just recently too, by the way, just this is a little side note. We got good news that good news that the um, that the loan that we had taken out for the project uh, went actually under hundred thousand uh, dollars this past. Wow! So here we are enjoying this for like less than a year, and we're already right. on the way to to finishing. Uh, you know, paying the whole thing off, and that's that's you know again because of the congregation's uh, generosity. So that's really a wonderful thing as well. So anyway, the, so our topic is going to be the care. Uh, uh, how do you, how do you how do you how do you how do you have that relationship with God? How do you um, how do you talk to God? Yeah. Uh, and so we wanted to talk about uh, we wanted to talk about that as our topic. Um, you know, this is the season of Lent, and one of the um, disciplines of Lent is is prayer, uh, making sure that we take special time for for prayer. Um, and so uh, let's let's talk about that a little bit. What, what so what have been some of your experiences uh, with prayer? Good question. Well, I think the thing that I think about is um, when I think about prayer that I really struggled with um, as a Christian is like, is there a right way to pray? Yeah. Because I think a lot of folks think that there is Mm. and then carry some guilt when their prayer life doesn't hold up to to that um and so i i I struggled with that you know as i developed in my relationship with god was 
was I praying the quote-unquote right way? Verily, I say unto thee, we prayeth in the right language of the queen long dead. For (laughs) forsooth, we must use these and thous and whatnot. No, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. not not, not so much like that, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would imagine, I, I mean... Is there a right way to pray? That's a great question. Yeah. I think that's a really, really good, a really good question, and I think it's a. You, you would you would think that it would be a simple answer, yeah. But I'm I'm not so sure about that. No. On, on one level, is there a right way to pray? Well, no. As long as you're engaging with God and having that conversation, mm-hmm. there's you can do it a lot of different ways. You can you can use the Queen's English, or you could speak in in regular everyday uh, language uh, uh, as well. Um, certainly, I who who is the object of prayer might yeah. make yeah. a difference of whether or not you would believe that the prayer was appropriate or not, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think with for Christians and uh, you know the addressing the addressing of of God, uh, the Creator, uh, Redeemer, Sanctifier, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit um, makes a difference. Uh, and, and determines whether or not we, uh, whether we feel the, the the prayer is appropriate or not, um, because ultimately at the, at its core, I think prayer is that conversation yep. with God, and that includes both speaking uh, as well as listening. Yep, listening, right? Because that, that's a big part of it too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know sometimes we're really good with throwing out the words, but are we really? Engaging those words, thinking about those words, uh, as well as um, as well as listening to God. Yep. You know, taking the time in silence. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I've I've always said that silence can be pregnant with meaning. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yes. so making the most of that time of silence to to really um, try to listen to that to that voice of God in and through the in and through that prayer. Uh, is really really makes a, I think a big big difference. Uh, the other thing I think is important with with prayer is it is it is truly about relationship building. Yeah. Right. Just like with your friends, you know, you, they became your friends because of the interaction that you had with them. Right. Yeah. You just didn't talk to them once or twice yeah. or three times. You just didn't talk yeah. about one topic. Right. 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 You, you really opened your life to them. And established and, and created that 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 strong bond that you that you have and that friendship that you have with them. Right. And the same way, prayer is is, I mean, to use a church term, communion with God. You know, this union. Right. Yeah. You know, with that we have with God and the the relationship that we have with God, and the and the way we do it is by talking, and right. listening, and talking, and listening, and talking, yeah. and listening. You know, and, and on a, on a regular basis. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, I mean one one of the one of the things that is I think interesting is is how people are with different forms of prayer. Yes. Right, and how comfortable they are with different forms of prayer. When I was growing up, and I started my prayer life as a teenager, and really. As a teenager, I would say I did that more. Um, I had that little red. Do you remember the little red my Lutheran prayer book? Do you remember? Oh, that? I've seen them. Yeah, little yeah, tiny yeah, red yeah. red prayer yep. book, and it had the Elizabethan English in there. Yep. You know, the, the <laughs> <Lizzie Bells. laughs> I say unto thee. Well, yeah. It wasn't super super yeah. heavy, but it was yeah. there. It was there for sure. 
Um, but I remember looking at these prayers and then just reading these prayers. And they were, they were, you know, prayers that would probably today we would consider rote prayers. Yeah. Right. Sure. Right. You, you know, you, yep. it's all written out for you. You yeah. read the prayer, away you go, and you just read that prayer. And that's, that's pretty much how I started. You know, I started just reading those prayers. But what I discovered was I found in those prayers great meaning and great thought, and they were well-written. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They were just good prayers. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I remember one that that in particular that was talking about um, uncertainty, right? And, and uncertainty in faith, right? And the prayer was, the prayer started, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Sure. And I was really struck by that mm-hmm. because notice... Even in the midst of not being sure, and let's face it, I was a teenager. That's like the state of being for a teenager, unsure about a lot of different things. <laughs> sure. But I was always struck by how you still, you were addressing God, and you recognized that God was the one that could bring faith and bring understanding in, in my state of unbelief. Yeah. But it also recognized that I wasn't completely like gone and I just don't believe anything. No, no, I believe help my unbelief. You know, help those places where I'm just not sure and for for whatever for whatever the reason is and there's a million different reasons right. why people might be unsure. Right. Of, right. Of, of, and of I'm sure faith. then came that listening piece where, you know, God said, "Okay, here, here you go. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna do some stuff in your life. Yeah, here, I, here I am, 30 years later as a right. pastor, right? That's exa- and, that, and it all, it all started from that for me. Yeah. it really did. It all started from that prayer experience, and the, and then, and then came, of course, the gentle nudging. We talked about calls before right. in a previous episode, and you know, you, you should definitely check that out as well. But, but, um, you know, it, it does make a difference as you are, as you are talking and, mm-hmm. and listening to God and. Um, anyway, I have a great appreciation for rote prayers. I really, really do. Uh, at the same time, there's also that kind of spontaneous prayer. And for me, I found using the rote prayers helped me understand how to mm, pray sure. spontaneously and how to ask for, you know, ask for, for things and come to God seeking forgiveness for, for things that I've done sure. wrong and stuff like that. I just found... I found the one played off the other and, and was really helpful with the other, yeah. you know? Because there are some traditions where let's, you know, no rote prayers, just throw it all out. It all has to be spontaneous and let the Spirit speak and all that sort of stuff. And, of course, there are others more established, let's say, maybe more liturgical, you know, sure. Roman Catholics, Episcopalians, Lutherans that have the, 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 the prayers that are written out. And yeah. quite frankly, some of them, I mean, as we know from from our like our prayers of the day that we use right. on a Sunday morning, some of those are like seventeen hundred years right. old. Yep, one thousand yeah. seven hundred years. Those are those have been sitting in a church book, a an altar book for and in and in a, in an altar book for seventeen hundred years. Right. They started out in Latin, and here it is. Here they are. You know, almost two thousand years later, we're still praying them. 
which I, I find very, very powerful. That's, I, w- I would agree it's super powerful. You know, that is still, that is still very much a part of our, of a, of a Christian church's prayer life. Mm-hmm. These, these prayers that, you know, came out of, you know, persecution, these prayers that came yeah. out of Christians' experiences, you know, in the year 300 or 400 right. or 500. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so many of those prayers that are prayers of the day are in that first millennium, those first thousand years. Mm-hmm. And that's just, I think that's just really, really cool. Yeah. You know, I just think that's really, really cool. The other beautiful thing about rote prayers, if you will, if we're going to, you know, you think of the Lord's Prayer, and that's right. a prayer that we most often um, have memorized. Um, and what I find so powerful about about that prayer in particular is how when it's written on our hearts, yeah. it sticks and is stuck no matter no matter what. It's powerful when you're you're sitting with somebody with dementia. And that's right. You immediately start saying, "Our Father, who art in heaven," and they can just pick right up. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just it's written on your heart in such a powerful way. Yeah, and I find that moving as well. Yeah, Here, here's here's what Martin Luther said about the Lord's Prayer: just the, the our Father and our Father in heaven, for example. With these words, God wants to attract us, so that we come to believe He is truly our Father and we are truly His children in order that we may ask him boldly and with complete confidence, just as loving children ask their loving father. And, you know, like you said, it's, it's, it becomes such a part of our life and such a part of our faith life. And, you know, with your, with your talking about somebody with dementia, you know, I mean, how deep is that? Yeah. Right? That, that it's so something deep. that can just come back up and we can just be a part it could be a part of it um one of the things i like about using the same confession you know the main right. confession and, and re, at trinity we started going back to that where we were just using one confession right. uh, piece yeah. now there some of the prayer around it might change but that actual confession we've been using the same one recently for the same reason because we can go into a hospital room and start that prayer and our members can can pray it. They don't need to see words. It's now it's on their hearts, mm-hmm. right? And they can repeat it. And 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 people that are shut in or people living at home, you know, it's it's a prayer that they have committed to memory without even knowing that they committed it to memory, mm-hmm. right? It's just it's just kind of there. So that's a real um, powerful. I think it's a it's an I think it's a powerful expression of faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, I mean, some of these rope prayers too, they're just good. You know, St. Francis, St. Francis's prayer, right? Yeah. I mean, we should be, you know, 600 years later, you know, reciting this prayer or some of Luther's prayers. Yeah. You know, reciting them later. They're just, they're just really, really fantastic. Um, There's a lot of really great saints out there. And by saints, I mean just the people of God who have gone before us Mm -hmm. of things that, of words that they have taken and put in put in a certain order to really inspire us in our in our faith. Yeah. And so those things are should be lifted up and and regularly read and 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 be a part of our be a part of our life and our and our worship uh, yeah. experience. 
Uh, because it's about, it's about building that relationship, and I think they can be really powerful. At the same time, I think for Lutherans, you know, the challenge is, I think, was spontaneous prayer, right? Because we're pretty good with the rote prayer, you know, yeah. as a liturgical um, church, so to speak. Um, but just praying, and that's where it becomes a little t- uh, difficult. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but even there, I think, Jesus, you know, gave us the model because if you look at when he talks about the Lord's Prayer, Jesus says, when you pray, pray like, like this. this. Yeah. Yes. Right? Not pray he doesn't, this, pray like this. Right. So yeah. there's there's nothing wrong with praying the Lord's Prayer, but right. he's saying pray like this. What he's setting up for us is a model for prayer. You know, think, and, and then when you take, and this is where uh, Martin Luther's small catechism is really helpful why I would suggest people study that, which, by the way, confirmation students do. We make them do it. <laughs> but everybody should, you know, even adults, we should read that a small catechism explanation of the Lord's Prayer because we recognize in each and every petition there's some real powerful words being expressed there that, that form a model, yeah. right? A model of how do we come before God, uh, you, know, in the, you know, from the very, very beginning. You know, and how we how can we even address God? Mm-hmm. You know, that word that he uses there for father actually has the more of the connotation of of dad right. yeah. or daddy. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's a it's uh, more a, familiar of more familiar. It's, yeah. Exactly. It's very very yeah. familiar. Yeah. Very very personal. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's a, right? that's an even better word. You yeah. know, we we think you know in, in our heads we do what you were doing before with the. With the uh, King Queen's English, yes, you know, yes, 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 we yes, formalize yes, it so much, yes. and we think, "Oh, this is very, very staid and formal." Mm-hmm. No, you know, I mean, how much does it change your understanding of it by by saying, "My Dad in Heaven," right? Ooh, yep. right. I mean, yep. it's 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 getting close. It's we're getting really, really close there uh, for that. And so, yeah, I, I think we can use the model of the Lord's Prayer in offering spontaneous prayer. And we'll yeah. talk, you know, I have, I have an idea of, of what the best way as far as a model uh, that, works, that, I, that works and that I've taught over the, over the mm-hmm. years that have worked, have worked really well uh, for that. What do you think are some of the challenges that people face when they're, when they're praying? Well, I, I mean, I already lifted up, you know, the, my own struggle with, with not praying the way I thought I was supposed to pray. Um, and so for many, many years, I'll be honest with you, like, I didn't think I prayed mm. because I thought that I wasn't because I had this image of get down on your knees, fold your hands, uh, yeah. sit in yeah. silence, right, and pray. And, by the and side of your bed. By the side of your yes. bed and talk to God. Yes. And that didn't work for me. Yeah. And it took me until probably my early 20s to realize that prayer for me was moving my body. So Mm. any time that I could be walking or running or swimming, that was my time with God for Mm. prayer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And coming to that realization and giving myself permission to pray in that way and it being okay, and not just okay, but great, for my relationship with God was a huge learning for me. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my own personal struggle. Yeah. I don't know if 
for what it's worth if you yeah. wanted to hear yeah. my own personal I mean, struggle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tend to pray far more often when I'm driving. Yeah. Mm. Not only for myself and the drivers around me, but, but yes, we, we've, that that uh, we've heard we've yes, heard stories yes, about you, that. Yes, you have. Yes, uh, but you know, yeah. But you know, by the by the time I, I'm going to bed, I'm just I'm my I, I can't anymore. Now, you know, someone like you, Jack, I, I would have to say that, you know, when growing up um, in in high school, which is actually when I decided I was going to read the Bible. That I, you know, I would read a chapter in the morning, a chapter in the evening, and then, you know, mm-hmm. say some prayers. And and although they weren't formal prayers, it was far more conversational. But but anymore, I just, I, you know, by the time I get to bed, I'm I'm ready to close my eyes. Yeah. Uh, so throughout the day, when uh, um, well, it, the the few times anymore that I'm uh, that I'm on the treadmill, um, that that that's a good time, or yeah. behind the wheel. Um, you know, paying attention, but but that part of my mind can can uh, focus more on on you know what's what's bothering me, what's what's going on in my life, what what do I need to help, what do I need to have ask for help with, and oh by the way, Lord, let that person over there not kill anybody by the way that they're driving. But <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I I I did some of the same thing. You know, one of the times that I found the best opportunity for both reading of scripture and prayer was when um, I was waiting for my kids to get uh, done their practice, their sports practice. Oh, sure. So I would, you know, I would actually start to go a little early so that I could make sure that I had, you know, like if they needed to be, you know, if they needed to be picked up at like 530 or six o'clock, I'd I'd show up a little early and just in the car, be able to have that kind of personal time. And that also, that also worked really, really well as well. Yeah, I think I think time. You know, some of these for some people, it's going to be time, right? And the yeah. time commitment. Yep. And yep. I think part of it is is what you said, uh, Liz, about um, their expectation of how that has to go. Oh, okay, yeah. the lights must be dimmed. I must be on my knees. Yeah. I I must have you know some you know important things to say. You know, read a couple right. chapters of scripture at the same right. time, or something like that, right? And so mm-hmm. you you look at your day and go, oh gosh, do I have time for that? Yep. Um, there was a there was a, and I might have talked about this in a previous uh, podcast, but um, my first year of seminary, there was a, an Episcopalian, an Anglican monk, not Episcopalian, an Anglican monk. So he was from England, was in a monastery in England that was related to what would be the Episcopal Church in the United States. So an Anglican church, and he came. Uh, he came over to Gettysburg Seminary and did a um, a day, a read little day long retreat on prayer. And I'll never forget one of the things he said. He goes, he said, "My whole life is a prayer." Yeah, that that is exactly how he sounded too. By the way, my whole life is a prayer. And I thought, just like you said, I mean, he loved going to Gettysburg because he would he would walk the yep. battlefield. Yeah. And he would pray as he walked in in the battlefield, and that really opened up a lot of um, ideas too for me. Just the, this idea of, like you're saying, you know, what, where are those times? Would you, yeah. And they could be anywhere, and it doesn't have to be a full half hour, right? Right. right. Yeah. It can. It can. It, it is a regular conversation that you can have with God wherever you wherever you happen to be. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. taking that time to offer a prayer and and. And and to speak and to speak to God, yeah. you know. I think the other place that people also struggle is I think people struggle when 
when they're angry at God, when yeah. they're upset. Um, you know, I think of a good family friend of ours who lost her daughter at the end of last year, and I, I did her funeral earlier this year. She is just really angry at God and doesn't want to go to church. Um, but my, my mom and I keep telling her, like, God can handle your anger. Mm-hmm. Give, give that give that to God you know yeah. don't let don't let that get in the way of of a relationship that God so deeply wants to have with you yeah um, and that's that's a big thing that I like to tell people is like if it's anger if it's sadness you know God wants to hear that yeah half the psalms are laments exactly right yeah. I mean half exactly. the half the psalms are are, are are people pouring out their hearts to God mm-hmm. about how awful they they have been treated. Exactly. Not necessarily by God, but maybe but, by other people or right. something like that. And it's just a and it's and it's visceral, right? I mean it is it is heavy you know, pouring out of one's soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they but they always end with that kind of doxology. They mm-hmm. always end with praise. Of, and a recognition that God is the one that is in charge of their life. God exactly. is the one who can help them through that and stuff like that. Yeah. And it and you know in that psalm it feels like it happens so quickly, right? You know, we go from being upset with God to you know praising right. God, and we think like, oh, that has to be like overnight, right? You know, but just letting yourself go through the process of those emotions and regardless of what it is, giving right. it up to God is super important. Yep. Yep. No, I, I hear what you're saying there. Yeah. Well, that 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 falls into another thing of what, of a challenge with prayer, and that is people's expectations. Right. Right. Because you know, a lot of times, of course, if I'm if I'm offering up this prayer, it's a great prayer. It's definitely something that God should give me, or <laughs> bless me with, sure. or sure. bless me for. Right. I want the yes. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a prayer. I'm gonna ask for something in particular. And I want, you know, God, let me also provide your answer for you, and that is yes. And, you know, the challenge is we sometimes, you know, if if it's really a relationship that we're out for with God, sometimes the answer is going to be no, (laughs) right? Right. It, It might not be yes. The answer might be no. And nobody likes to hear that. No. Nobody wants that to happen. Nobody wants that to be the answer. Right. But sometimes it is no. And you can see there's there's lots of places in Scripture where um, these these great patriarch and matriarchs of the faith, you know, ask God for something, and God basically goes no, and changes the direction of their lives. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and so sometimes sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes no. And another answer that I think is, 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 happens a lot as well is the answer is wait, right? It's not going to be now. It's just you, you have to wait. You're not, for whatever reason, God determines you're not ready. <laughs> you know, right. you're not ready to receive it. And think about the time. I mean, I don't know about you, but the times in my life where I was sure, absolutely just crystal sure, this is it. This is the time. I got it. Give it to me now, and then I realize, and then it doesn't happen. And it, but then it does, and I realize, oh, okay, the timing was was I my timing was not God's timing. 
for right. this, yeah. right? Um, but but it, I might, I'm actually in a better place because I didn't rush in to whatever it was. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. not. It's it's I'm, it's good. I'm I'm. This is better. Mm-hmm. You know, not what I wanted. <laughs> God <laughs> you know? knows what's up. <laughs> not what I wanted, but it's actually better. Yeah. And that's because yeah. God knows God's smarter than me. <laughs> you know? God. Wait, write that one down, please. <laughs> God is smarter than me. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, so that's a challenge. And, and I think that's, that's the, the, the challenge of, of just silence, too. And, I, and, I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm serious about that. I think it's really important sometimes to just shut up and just listen. And have that moment yeah. of just oh, absolutely. You know, but the, what I would say about silence though is it's not only silence on our part. I think, I, I think a fourth way. It's kind of related to wait, but I think a fourth way that God does answer us is in silence. Yeah, that we ask for something and yeah. we don't hear anything. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that I think is probably uh, one of the most difficult answers yeah. mm. that we get. And that's also an answer, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what. That's that's why I like that phrase, pregnant, pregnant with meaning. Yeah. You know what is it? What is that silence? What what's happening in that silence? You know, you just think nothing. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like you know, if you go out in the woods. So I was at this this past fall. I went I went out into the out into the woods to spend some time, and. Uh, it was so weird. I think it was around four o'clock in the afternoon. It was it, it, there's a lot of noise in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. The rustling of leaves, uh, sticks or branches sure. falling down, mm-hmm. uh, squirrels, you know, running around, rustling the leaves, just all sorts of noise. Planes going overhead, right? The wind, you know, all of that. All of a sudden, it got silent. I mean, dead silent. And for five to seven minutes, I couldn't, I didn't hear anything. Nothing. And I I can't even tell you how I, the way I felt about it was like, I mean, I I recognized, the creation is all around me. Right. And I'm hearing nothing. Yeah, that's a moment of awe. It was sure. a moment of awe. I mean, it was really struck me. I mean, it was like, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what is going on? There was just nothing. There was. It was just. It was just quiet as a quiet as a church mouse, as they say. <laughs> quiet as a church mouse. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Well, I had talked about the Lord's Prayer being a motto prayer, and I want to share something with, with you uh, that, that I, found, I found really, really helpful. And I've taught this uh, many different times, and I just think it's really, uh, I think it's a good model of prayer. And it's something really, really easy to remember because it takes, um, it, it, it is the same as one of the books of the Bible. So we have the book of Acts, A-C-T-S. Sure. And this is a model for prayer using those four letters, A-C-T-S. And it also fits with the Lord's Prayer and kind of the model of that. So the A stands for adoration, right? When we first engage God in prayer and have that conversation with God, let's take an opportunity just to thank God for being God. 
what do you see? Is it is it the creation? Like when I was in the woods there, and there's the creation all around me, and the beauty of it. What what is it about God that you just want to adore? That right. you want to praise? That you want to um, say this is amazing, God? You know, and and so there you're just recognizing. Well, let's say you you know you're recognizing your friend as your friend, right? Mm. Uh, and how special God is to you. The C stands for confession. Sure. So as you're about to enter into that time of prayer, you want to be able to get off of your heart um, those sins that you committed, uh, the broken relationship that you have that you are you're upset about, uh, the incompleteness, the imperfection that you have, and you want to give that to God and ask and ask for God's and for God's forgiveness. So that's the C. The T is thanksgiving. So after you have um, uh, praised God, after you have repented, uh, now you come before God and say, you know, God, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for the friend that I talked to last week. Thank you, God, for my family. Thank you, God, for what, you know, what are you thankful for? The church, whatever it is. Offer those thanks, those moments of thanksgiving to, to God. And the S stands for supplication. Now, supplication is where you are um, offering intercession on behalf of someone else. It might be for yourself, right? Dear God, I wish, you know, please help me through whatever. Uh, but it, it can also be for other people. It could be for the world. Sure. It could be yeah. for the situations. I know we have a lot of people that have been praying for the people of Ukraine. Yep. Right. Right? Appropriately so. Um, you know, you're, you are you are supplicating before God for on behalf of those people, and that, so you offer intercession uh, for for people. And this, you know, if you think about it, this is a great model for prayer, right? Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, uh, supplication. Um, and I think it's e- you know it's nice. It's easy to remember too. Yeah. Like if you want to do a spontaneous prayer, yeah. You know, you just. Just keep in mind A C T S. Okay, I'm going to start my prayer adoration. Thank you, God. God, you are just awesome. You know, uh, and then go through the the different letters, like and that, that provides a nice. Yeah, isn't that nice and simple? Yeah, it's nice and simple. Yeah, and there are other ones around, and you can explore those. There's another one which is artist A R T I S T. So there's there's all sorts of different ones that you can look to see that kind of are there to help us with that model of prayer. Uh, that we can engage in as well, and uh, those are those are helpful. Those are helpful as well. But I find the Acts one is easy because I can definitely remember what each thing is. <laughs> you know? yeah. I just wrote important. it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice it's a nice way to do it, and uh, and one of the things that is the most important one of the most important words in your prayer life and in our prayer life as a church is the very last thing we say at the end of the prayer. Amen. Amen. Mm. Right? So Amen. It. So be it. Let it be so. Right? And this 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 is this is where we open ourselves up and open ourselves up to God. And then in the in the very end of it, we're saying, God, so be it. Whatever it is, God. It's it's now into you. Now we have given to you what is ever in our what is ever on our hearts, and it is now it now belongs to you, God. Yeah. And and do with it what do with the what what would be best for us and for your for your holy church. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> amen. 
And of course, we've been looking at the theme, living like Jesus, uh, this whole year. And uh, truly, we cannot see a better model of prayer than, than Jesus uh, inspiring us. You know, we see Jesus going, you know, praying for his disciples. We see Jesus praying for his own ministry. We see Jesus praying for uh, people who are in need around him. Um, and we have and Jesus teaching us how to pray and, uh, and, and making that a part of our, our life and a part of our fair life. That is, that is a faith life. That is really, really important uh, as well. And so we thank Jesus for, for helping us um, in this journey of faith and, and having a, a good, right relationship uh, with him uh, through prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So one of my hopes for you is... That when somebody says something to you and it's a challenging, there's something challenging them in their life, right? Instead of saying, I will pray for you, I would like you to say, can I pray for you? And then do it yeah. right there with them. Yeah. Offer up that prayer wherever it might. You might be walking in the, in the halls of the church here and having a conversation with somebody, make that the moment. Just don't give them the phrase, I'll, I'll pray for you sometime in the future. No, no, no. Do it right now. Don't let that moment slip away before you say, can I say a prayer for you right now? And then offer that prayer. You know, we want our church to be a, a church of prayer. And the way it can be a church of prayer is that we just do it. And do it right where you're standing. Yeah. Okay? So that's my challenge for everybody in the congregation. Let's let's offer those prayers immediately for the for the people that need those prayers and have shared that prayer concern with us. Uh, and we can do it later too. Don't worry about that. You can do it later as well. But let's make sure that we uh, uh, do that for them. Well, uh, yeah. So anyway. So this is a thank you so much for joining us as we as we talked about prayer. There's going to be a lot of opportunities for prayer this week. We are in the midst of Holy Week, and so we hope you will join us for uh, the the big festivals that we have coming up. We have, of course, the Triduum, as well as our Easter services. Uh, uh, the best place for you is to go on the website. You can see the days and the times of all the different worship services that we have, um, and so. Uh, Thank you for uh, being a part of this uh, podcast. We really enjoyed doing it. And let's not forget, for all of us, let us live like Jesus uh, this year. Amen. So, seek the good. Be the good. Share the good. Because good things come, come in, in threes. threes. Pastor Liz, would you pray for us? I would be happy to pray us out. The Lord be with you, friends. And also with you. Let's pray. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of prayer for your son who taught us how to pray and modeled prayer for us. We pray for all those who are listening to this podcast. Uh, may this be a blessing in their lives, an opportunity to um, learn to pray, to let go of those expectations and listen to you. We pray all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. See y'all. Bye, friends.